What if there was one question that you could ask that would open up a ridiculous amount of doors when you're praying, when you're receiving visions, when you're talking with the Holy Spirit, when you're in scripture, one question that would break open a new perspective. Also, what happened when I didn't listen to Holy Spirit and when I tried to place something that I was meant to carry on him? Welcome back to Day by Day with Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Shane Gerhard. This is episode 34. Let's get started. Welcome to Day by Day with Holy Spirit. My name is Shane Gerhard, and I have been developing my gift of hearing Holy Spirit's voice for almost seven years now. Over those years, I've had some amazing success, but I've also made a lot of mistakes and had a lot of failures. But each time I fail, I turn to Holy Spirit and see what He has to say. This podcast gives you a look into my life as I walk out my successes and my failures with my relationship with Holy Spirit. Let's get started. So I was getting coffee with a mentor of mine years ago. When I'm saying years ago, I'm talking about 2013, maybe 2014, like early. And we're sitting down, we're getting coffee, and he just starts talking to me and talking to me. And he says, Shane, have you been asking this one question? And I said, no, I, I've never even thought to ask that question. I, I've never even knew that was a question I could ask. He said, if you begin to ask this, it will expand your relationship with Holy Spirit. It will expand your prophetic gifting. It will expand your vision. And I'm sitting there with anticipation because I'm looking back at all these moments where I didn't ask the question. And I'm looking back and thinking forward on what my life will look like when I ask this question. So I went home that night and I started just praying and I turned on some worship music, kind of just setting the atmosphere because this is my beginning stages, right? I'm, I have just been in this place where I'm learning how to hear Holy Spirit's voice. I've been hearing him recently and I'm but I'm not really able to hear him in my daily walk. I mean, I can't really hear him while I'm driving. I can't really hear him when I'm just doing my daily activities, but I can hear him when I set the atmosphere with music and worship. And I get into this place where I'm just here seeking him or when I'm going to church and the atmosphere is already set and I'm placing myself in this, in this already built atmosphere to hear Holy spirit. So I'm in at my house. I'm in, it's, I turn the lights off. I throw on some worship music. Uh, for me, I like to put on, actually at that time, I was listening to Bethel Music. It was their Tides album. So I just played that whole song and the album was an hour long. So I knew if I just sat there and listened to the entire album and and worshipped God, I would at least be doing it for an hour. And that was kind of my way of going about things back then. Now I typically like to listen to things without lyrics because when it has lyrics, I tend to sing along with it. And when I sing along with it, I get distracted and turn away from Holy Spirit in the sense that I'm not engaging in conversation with him. I'm more singing either to him or for me because I like to sing. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you were listening to music with your friend and you're talking, then all of a sudden your friends just start singing the song while you're in the midst of a conversation, you're just like, Hey, I was, I was talking to you. What, what's going on? <laughs> and that's what I would do. Holy Spirit would be talking to me. And then all of a sudden I just start singing the song. And he's like, dude, I was just in the middle of telling you something. 
<laughs> so I don't necessarily listen to music with lyrics anymore, especially lyrics that I know. I tend to lean more towards instrumental. But at this time, I'm going to do this, and I put on the Tides album, and I'm starting to listen to it, and I'm just kind of getting the groove, and I'm, I, I just start, I start speaking in tongues, because that was really just a way for me to just activate my spirit in a way, get it stirring up, right? Paul says that you need to stir up, stir up the gifts of the spirit, stir up within you, and one way to do that is to speak in tongues. So I'm going about this, and I'm going about it, and all of a sudden, I get this picture. Get this picture in my mind. I'm seeing it in my imagination. It's opening up. It lasted about a minute. And then I asked this question. And then the vision went from a minute to about two minutes. And then I asked the question again. And it expanded even further. I asked the question four times. And what would have ended with a one minute thing with that would had led to me having to interpret what I was seeing because I would, at the time I would in the midst of worshiping him and just communing with him, talking with him, I would get these pictures in my mind, like a TV plane. And I would just kind of watch it, see what happens, see what rolls out. And that'll be it. But I started asking this one question that would allow me to expand it. So in the beginning part of this, if I hadn't have asked the question, I would have had to interpret what I was seeing. But because I asked the question, it brought it out even further and even further. And then another time to where it needed no interpretation because it was clear. And I gave Holy Spirit the opportunity to explain it to me. This question expands everything you have. It opens doors. It brings new perspective. It is so vital in your walk. It could completely change everything you do. And I'm not saying that lightly. I've used this. And the thing is, I've used it and I've not used it. And then I've come back to using it. And then I stopped using it. And then I went back to using it. And I understand I can look at the different aspects of my life over the last several years and see when I was using it, see when I wasn't using it. And it, my life is different because of it. My life looks different. It experiences it differently. And it's almost like I close myself off. I limit myself because Paul says that we know in part, we prophesy in part. But this expands the part that we understand. And I can see parts of my life where I'm not asking this question. And because of it, I'm limiting the part that I have. But with the question, I expand it. I expand it. I still believe that we see in part. And that's why we need relationship with other people. I love the example that a teacher gave me where he held up a mug, a coffee mug. And he brought four people, four students around it. So one was on the north side, the west side, east side, and south side of the cup. And he said, all right, I want you to draw what you see. And we all started drawing. And when we looked over to see what it was that we drew, one had drawn the side where the handle was. One had drawn a picture on the side of it. One side had nothing on it. And the other one had a piece of the side and then nothing on the other side. So everyone's picture was different. Everyone's. But what was amazing 
is that when you put the pictures together, it formed the mug. But without the other pictures, you just had this thing. You wouldn't even really be able to identify it. And the example was the different revelations that everyone carries, the different experiences and knowledge that every denomination carries. Because denominations, a lot of it, especially in the Christian community, are split on minor things, but we all believe the major things, that Jesus is Lord. He died for us, right? But then it gets steered off in little branches that we disagree on, which create new denominations. But if we come together as one body, we begin to see the full picture. That's why when Paul was talking about in Corinthians that we're all part of the body, that one isn't less than the other, that the hand is just as good as the arm, that's just good as the eyes, it's just good as the ears. We can't be alone. We need to come in community to be a part of the full body, right? And so this question allows you to increase your part that you understand. It'll open so many doors for you. Here's the question. When I started getting this vision in my mind, I started seeing this picture play out. And after the first minute, I asked this question. Is there more? Is there more? And then boom! It's like I sparked it. Imagine having a kindling fire and and you're not lighting it with a match, but you're doing it the old-fashioned way where you're scraping uh, metal on the rock and you're creating that little spark on a fire and it catches and then it just goes up because there may be gasoline or there may be something really easily uh, flammable and it just ignites up. You Little spark, big flame. That's what it was like. It was like, I asked this question, is there more? And it almost, like, have you seen those videos of what they say is the Big Bang or when God said, let there be light? It's this little tiny little speck that explodes into a universe. That's what it was. It was like my vision was getting dark. I asked the question, is there more? And it expanded into more of the picture. I asked this multiple times. And what I once, if I hadn't asked that, I would have had a vision that I would have had to interpret. But it expanded more and expanded more and expanded more. At the end, I'm like, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, great. And so when you're going through scripture, you might be in one little piece and you're like, well, is there more? Is there more? Is there more? You're praying. You're hearing from Holy Spirit. Is there more? This one question opens up so much more. What you your part of understanding can increase immensely by asking this tiny little question. So this is something that I've grown to do, but I've also forgotten it. I've forgotten to ask it up. The reason I even brought it up too is because I was just going over my journals. I was going over them, reading what I had written before, and there's this question is just prevalent in every single thing that I've seen. So I want to encourage you, ask Is there more? Bring that into your daily life just a little bit and see what happens. It's an amazing, amazing question. Now, I was driving on the highway. I was going to the gym and 
I'm sitting in my car and traffic's flowing. I'm like, great, this is awesome. I'm about to get there. And then all of a sudden, traffic just comes to a stop. I'm what should be a 10-minute ride turned into almost a 30-minute drive. I'm sitting there on the highway and I'm just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like getting a little annoyed by it because it's in the morning and I'm just trying to get to the gym because I'm trying to stay on a time limit or keep appointments essentially. I'm sitting there in the car and I'm in the right-hand lane and it's a four-lane highway and we're barely moving. I mean, we're moving, but it's so slow. And I see this lane, this exit lane up here. And I'm like, well, if I take that, maybe I'll get there faster. Because I'm only, it's this exit lane and then it's the next one. So I'm close, but I'm just not there. And I'm looking like, man, this is going to take a while just to get my lane. Like we're barely moving. And I don't even know why, because I can't even see the reason because the highway is kind of curving it's making a corner so i can't see past it i don't know how long this is gonna last i'm looking at the exit lane i'm seeing cars take it but i'm seeing the exit lane is backed up too it's moving a little bit faster than my lane but it's backed up and there's a stoplight there and i'm like okay well if i get off the exit lane i don't know how long it's gonna take for me to get there or if it if it's even gonna make sense because there's a few stoplights that i'd have to get through and we're moving, we're not moving that fast. And I'm like, ah, we're moving. Now we're starting to move a little bit faster than the exit lane. And I'm just like, all right, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, what should I do? I turn to him and I'm like, hey, you might know the answer to this. <laughs> I ask him, Holy Spirit, what should I do? Should I take the exit or should I stay on? It was a very simple answer. He's like, yeah, you'll get there a little bit faster if you take the exit. I'm like, awesome. Great. So I'm looking at it. I'm looking for a place to get in because it's completely backed up. So I got to like essentially force my way in there, make room or look for a little tiny opening and take it. And then my lane starts moving faster. Much faster than the exit lane. I'm looking at the light. I'm seeing the backed up cars. I'm start thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if that's right. Maybe I'll just stay on the highway. And so I'm looking at it and I'm making decisions based on what I'm seeing in the natural. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay on the highway. I, I'll just stay on the highway. And as I stand, I'm passing the exit lane. My lane starts going slower. The exit lane starts moving faster, and I'm seeing that one. I'm seeing car. the car that I would have been behind had I taken it is passing me much, much, much further, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, what have I done? And it wasn't the fact that I was wrong. It was the fact that I didn't listen to what Holy Spirit shared with me. Right or wrong, I did not obey what I heard Holy Spirit speaking. Now, he didn't say, Shane, take the exit. He didn't say that. I asked him which one would be faster. He said the exit lane will be faster. And I heard that. And I made up a, a decision based on my what I was seeing, not what I was hearing. It's funny because I was listening to someone talk about faith and they're saying like, you can't operate in faith when you know what to do. When you can see the answer, that's not faith. 
That's just understanding. Faith is stepping into the unknown. And I'm wondering, like, why does God take pleasure in the fact when we step into the unknown? Like, what is it that that is what pleases him? Because it says without faith, we can't please God. And I'm thinking here, like, why? That doesn't make sense. Like, why is it about us stepping into the unknown that makes you so happy? And I just start thinking into my head. And I'm starting to recall these things. And I believe it may have been Holy Spirit. I'm not sure. But these memories start popping up. When you ask Holy Spirit to, or when you ask anyone in a relationship, when you ask anyone in relationship to do something and trust you, see, they don't know the answer. They don't know what's going to happen. But you just say, hey, trust me and just do this. Just trust me. What happens if they do it? You feel this inner word love that they trusted you. And if they don't, I don't know about you, but I get a little hurt. I'm like, ah, they didn't, they didn't trust me on that. And so I'm, I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, you experience a great love when we trust you. You experience this good feeling inside when we put our trust in you. That's faith, trusting God, right? And here I am not. Here I am not coming into what he's speaking to me. I'm not leaning to obedience. I'm not leaning to what I'm hearing. I'm not trusting what he's saying. I mean, think about it. If you're in the car with a friend and your friend says, hey, take this. It's going to be a lot faster. And you don't, they feel like, all right, whatever. I remember being in the car with someone I was dating and they told me to take a route. And I'm like, that's not the right route. And I didn't take it. And they were hurt. It wasn't because I was right. It was because she felt I didn't trust her. And here I am just, I'm kind of hurting inside because I'm realizing I didn't follow the one that I love. I didn't trust the one that I care for. And that's faith, is trusting God. Whew. And it's good to sit on this because it helps me grow. It might help you grow to recognize our shortcomings and improve upon it because now I understand what I did wrong and I can move in a different direction. Now, there's one last thing that I wanted to share with you because it was an interesting conversation I was having with God, and it was involving another person. He says, well, what actions are you going to take for this person? What, where are you going to go? All right, I'm going to be a little bit more vulnerable than that. There was a girl that caught my attention, caught my eyes, and I was starting to develop an attraction towards her. <laughs> God's just like, hey, so what are you going to do? Are you going to uh, pursue her? And I'm like, ah, I'm giving him all the reasons why I shouldn't. Everything in my mind, everything I'm seeing, I'm like, ah, it, just, it doesn't seem like she's interested in me. And I, that's okay, but I don't really want to pursue someone who's not interested in me. And then he goes out and he's like, you know, back in the day, men would create that interest in women. I'm like, you know what, man? <laughs> I'm like, I just don't know how to do that. Let's just be real. I, I, I don't know how to do that. 
And the only thing I understand how to do is, is create opportunities where we can just hang out or just be around each other more. I don't know how to create an interest in them. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him and I'm like, you know, man, I, uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait for you to kind of like open the door for situations. And this is what he said to me. <laughs> he said, oh, so you're going to replace the responsibility that you are meant to carry on me? <laughs> so you are going to place the responsibility that you are meant to carry on me. I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, that's actually, uh, that's actually exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm sitting there like, oh man, turn. And I started thinking of all these different examples of what times that I have tried to place responsibility on God that I'm meant to carry. There's this place. It's what comes down to being a victim and to being powerful. I mean, a victim places the blame on everyone else, places the responsibility on everyone else but you. But there's things that we're meant to carry, and this is one of them. And here I am saying, you know, I know you're telling me to, to go after this. I know you're telling me to create an interest. I don't really know how, so I'm just going to place all of the responsibility on you. So if this doesn't come out and play out correctly, uh, it's your fault. That's essentially what I'm saying. That's essentially what I'm telling God is that, oh, well, now if it doesn't come to be, it's, it's because of you. No, that is not okay. And he called me out on it immediately. Oh, so you want to place a responsibility that you're meant to carry on me. It's like, oh, yeah, I probably... I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> so it's this recognition inside of where I'm heading and where I need to go. And that's what's great about having a relationship with Holy Spirit because he doesn't let you get away in falling short in relationship. He's not going to avoid communication with you. He's not going to avoid the hard talks with you, it's just going to give it to you straight. That's the beauty of it. And it's not coming in this place of power over you. It's this place of relationship and love with you. I didn't feel fear when he shared that with me. I felt awareness because I'm like, ah, you're right. I made a mistake. I won't do that. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you with this. Have faith and trust in God. And ask him the simple question, is there more? And see how it changes your life. I'm your host, Shane Gerhard. This is Day by Day with Holy Spirit. I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Day by Day with Holy Spirit. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And if you want more content, Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at DBD with Holy Spirit. See you there.